0: Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're actually having another episode of Who's in the House. Stick around. have you heard that music yet? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Because that's that's new music. That's not oh. the music that's in the, you know, the regular. Oh, maybe I have In the that House sounds show. Sounds familiar. It does sound similar, and that's why, you know, they did a good job picking a, a song that, like, Sounded familiar, but it was a little bit different. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. You already know In the House is a podcast about the major systems. In the House, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Who's in the House is a series where we meet the men and women who take care of those systems. Uh, the trades people that keep your home safe and comfortable. Today, joining me, we've got Keaton Hancock in the studio. He's an HVAC tune-up technician at Any Hour Services. Keaton, how you doing?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome. Good. Uh, You know, we've had, we released our first episode of, you know, who's in the house yesterday. And we've had a lot of people, you know, commenting and things because I don't know. I I would say, you know, like on the first one, it was like, Corey, welcome to the attic. And we were trying to come up with a name for the space. And so I appreciate (laughs) all of the comments that people left. You know, we ended up getting like, welcome to the boiler room and like, I think there was one that was like, welcome to the fiberglass sauna or something like that. I was reading the comments (laughs) this morning, but um, anyway, so we're still looking for a name for the studio. So keep the comments coming. You know, what do you want to hear this space called? When I, and I say Keaton, welcome to studios, you know? And so I, for the first couple, I was like, welcome to the attic. So we're still looking for a name. So if you got suggestions, leave in the comments below, but this show is about you Keaton. Sounds so, good. So take a second and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um,
1: I am from Payson. Okay. So I grew up there ever since I was like in sixth grade. So I, I most of my life, um, I actually live in Elk Ridge now, just like five minutes east of Payson. So um, I am the oldest of four kids in my family. Nice. Uh, I have two brothers, one sister. Um, uh let's see. I I don't know what else do you want to know.
0: Well, that's the thing is I I open with that question and you get to say whatever and then we just start, you know, talking and yeah. and, say, and saying different things. You okay. said you you uh were in Elkridge from 6 on or not Elkridge uh Payson from 6 on. Where were you before that?
1: Uh so I I was born in Idaho, Pocatello. Okay. Um my mom's from Blackfoot, but we lived there for like a year, and then we moved around. My my parents had a house in Price. Then we went to California, where my dad's from, Orem for a little bit, and then to Payson. Nice. So,
0: How was it growing up in Payson, Utah? It
1: was really good. It was awesome. I, I'm a small-town kid, so. Yeah. It's definitely growing, though. It's changing. It is getting <laughs> Just bigger. Just like everywhere. Spanish Fork is a lot bigger, too, now. So Very true. What yeah. was your favorite thing about growing up in a small town? Um... Honestly, I would have to say being able to just go up in Elk Ridge and get him a four-wheeler and go up the mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't You don't have to worry about load him up and take him somewhere. You can just go and have fun.
0: So. Just take the four-wheeler from the house. Yeah. And you're there. So now, you know, Elkridge has been getting bigger as yes, well. Like, it's it a nice little area. Um, Very much so. Well, so... Um, what do you like to do in your spare time when you're not out HVACing?
1: um me and my <clears throat> excuse me me and my wife love to go snowmobiling really so yeah we we actually just got back from a trip up in island park way fun um they had like four feet of <clears throat> excuse me four feet of snow up there that's all right so it was awesome uh they There's like so many. Have you ever been there? I have not. Okay. It's like right next to um, West Yellowstone. Uh So it's like endless trails. We went to this really cool waterfall. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen because the waterfall comes down and on the other side of it is like solid pine trees up the mountain and the mist from the waterfall goes and it freezes that whole side so nice. it's just like a solid block that's <laughs> um, awesome
0: yeah it was really cool and uh, so you guys had to snowmobile to the waterfall yep is there a resort up there that you were staying at or something um, or?
1: it's like lots of cabins mm. so yeah they just rent them out to people Um this spot that we went to is actually like during the summer it's a good tourist spot or whatever you can drive your car to but When there's four feet of snow, right? (laughs) You have to get on the snowmobile. So is
0: this a place you go a lot
1: to vacation or was this your first time? It was, it was my first time. My wife actually has been a few times with her uh, best friend and their family. So how long you been married? Ooh, that's a good one. So I actually just got married in October October. last year. So in the pandemic. (laughs) So
0: how was, how was a pandemic wedding? It was,
1: it honestly, I think we got pretty lucky. So right before, um, well, actually, so we got married, um, and then, like, I want to say a week later is when they said no gatherings more than like ten, twenty people for anything. Gotcha. And so we were like, "Oh, we well, were lucky that <laughs> we were
0: able to have." So it was a fairly normal, fairly normal uh, get together there. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was, it was good. So awesome. Where'd you meet your wife? Ooh, this is uh, so. We have you heard of mutual
0: the dating app? I, I haven't, I'm a, I'm, uh, I, I was not a, I, I did not grow up in the era of dating apps. Okay. And so, it's an
1: LDS dating app. Okay. Pretty much.
0: Uh, it's like Tinder kind of. I w- <laughs> okay. <laughs> LDS Tinder Is that what it Pretty is? Pretty much. So I, uh, when you said, have you heard of mutual? Like I actually went to mutual when I was growing no, up. No, yeah, that's I know where that's, we would get together. Yeah, you know the youth groups. Would I think
1: they still call it that too? But okay, they, gotcha. I guess they just name the app that too. So, but yeah, we we met on there actually way back in 2018. Uh-huh. A lot of way things. way back. Yeah, way yeah. Back. yeah that's, that's how you that's know you're good. talking
0: to a youngster when they're like, <laughs> way back two years <laughs> ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's what is that? That's like. Four, three, four.
0: Oh yeah something like that but well
1: we <laughs> not that long ago <laughs> anyway, we uh i don't know that it warrants a way back yeah, i know <laughs> we uh we met back then and it was like um we dated for like a month or two she she lived way up in magna well that's where she's from and i'm from down in payson so it was a good drive um and we ended up dating for like a month and she was in the middle of deciding if she wanted to go to BYU, Idaho, lots of other things were going on. So it didn't work out. And then ended up back in, uh, February of last year, we matched again, you know, on the app and, and, uh,
0: hit it off. Great. So when you're like flipping through your app, uh you see her again Yep. and you're like, Oh, swipe. Is it right? Do you swipe right to accept? So you swipe right. And, did it accept immediately? Cause like, I think I'm assuming, so. Yep. I, I mean, what little knowledge I have from yep. like popular culture, making fun of Tinder. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> you, you swipe one way or the other, if you swipe right and you make a match, yep. it'll, it'll like say, Hey, this Bing. is a match. Yep. And if it says it's a match that quickly, can you safely assume that, like, oh, well, she saw me and she already accepted yep. me? Yep. Right. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. So you. So were you pre-stoked? Yeah. I was like, oh yeah,
1: we gonna... and <laughs> and it was interesting though because it'd been a long time since uh-huh. we talked and well, like you know what I mean, a couple months. <laughs> yeah. No, it it like couple of years <laughs> and it's <laughs> not so...
0: been a couple of years. It was two years ago when yep. you guys first met. It may have been like twelve, maybe eighteen months. Okay.
1: Maybe something like that,
0: (laughs) but, uh, we ended up, uh, talking again
1: and she just moved back to, well, she moved to Orem for a UVU. And so I was like, Oh, that's way closer. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, this is definitely potential now. So then it went
0: great from there. So you, you guys, uh, get back together or, or like go on a date, like, and, and then, did you know immediately it's like ah, time to delete the app or like how, how does that even work? Like, yeah, so it, do you have to have, is that a conversation you it, have to have as it, a, yeah. As a couples? Like I think you need to deactivate your account. Now. Pretty
1: much. Yeah. It's one thing I guess you could say we, I would say after like two,
0: three dates we're like, yeah, let's be exclusive. So do you have a, a ceremony like when you're at dinner and you, you like <laughs> give each other the other person's phone so you can delete the app. No, do you, we do I you think have to do it in front of them. <laughs>
1: No, we, we were just like, yeah, we time
0: to delete it, delete it. We're all good. So, I love watching those. Uh, when I'm you know scrolling through social and you see those throwback videos, and sometimes you'll come across, uh, because before there were dating apps, I guess, I again, I never like did this, uh-huh. but there were dating services where you would record like a video. Of like, oh. hey, this is this is who I am. Yeah. And I like to I like to do this. And you like you show off they would dress up in oh. different outfits <laughs> and like say all kinds of different things. And I guess they would compile these together, oh, you know, oh. and you could get a, a, a VHS cassette of like, you know, these different guys. I don't know how you would like how it would go from there, but uh yeah. anyway. So have you always been like a dating app, like when it came to when it came time for you to, uh, you know, find a spouse, was that like, that's just the way culture was. It's like, okay, cool. Download some apps. Um, honestly,
1: the, the main reason I would say that I got into it was I work all the time and there was, you might be able to meet some people at church, but that's the only, I
0: don't have any other way to meet anybody. You know what I mean? It's, it's so interesting. Cause like when I, when I uh, got back from, from my mission, I went back to Georgia. I grew up in, you know, small town and I knew that like, you know, the next step for my life was going to be like, all right, cool. Uh, you know, start working and, and eventually like, you know, find a wife, have a family type of thing, or at least that's what I had in my head. Yeah. And so when I was getting ready to go back, I knew that like, well, I know the eligible, you know, females in, in my town. Like yeah. I'm going to have to like branch out. I moved across the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no apps for me to like, be like, huh, let's see. see that's what I'm, on. that's
1: what I'm curious. I don't know how you guys did it back in the day. You just had to go up and talk to them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You that's, had to, you had but to say that, hi. No, I could like it. I don't know. Go up at the club, go it's, to a bar. The, everything is so different now. You can just see everybody's picture, like 500 people and, if you think they're attractive, you swipe. And then if you match, you can talk to them.
0: Huh. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's a difference. In, uh, I also think of time a little differently being older than you. You know, yes. like two <laughs> years equals long time for, yeah. for you. Uh, okay. So uh, when you were growing up in Payson, did you always know you wanted to go into the trades? No. I no. didn't. Okay. So then let's, I'd like to figure out like what that journey looked like, how you go from whatever you thought you were going to be doing, you know, growing up and then how you ended up, uh, you know, in the trades and then ultimately how you ended up at any hour services. Okay. So when you were in, in school, high school, like what's your youngest memory of thinking, I want to be this when I get older, how Um, young were you?
1: Oh, geez. So I would say, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. Like probably sophomore year 10th grade
0: what was that um,
1: I wanted to be a police officer really for a long time yeah good for you yeah so that was that was like oh yeah I'm gonna be a cop that was I loved cops that was like my
0: favorite show is like <laughs> solid adrenaline I'm like oh yeah right like, this looks like the most entertaining yes. job ever yep yep <laughs> walk so, around humming the theme song I know <laughs> bad boys bad yep. boys
1: exactly no yeah that was what I thought I wanted to do for a long time and then I went on my mission, um, and then when I got back... Where'd you go? I went to Tennessee. Tennessee? Knoxville, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, it's a good mission. Um,
0: So... Okay, so I grew up in North Georgia, or I spent some time in North... Actually, born in Louisiana, uh, well, born in Mississippi because it was the closest hospital across the river, but anyway, ended up in Georgia and then ended up in North Georgia, and uh, did you ever did your mission drop down your area cover part of North Georgia? At all? It did.
1: So I, I, well, I was in uh Chattanooga for like nine months, of my
0: mission. So uh Chattanooga, I was about like, it's stone throws away that top corner, uh, Chickamauga, Georgia. Generally. Oh yeah. That was in my mission. Nice. Did you ever serve there?
1: Uh,
0: I went on exchanges there. Okay. Um,
1: what's that's right by signal mountain. Yep. 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 So signal is a, Signal area. Lookout Mountain, you yep. got
0: the uh the Civil War battlefield so cool. uh, yeah. monuments there, stuff yeah. like
1: that. Yeah, so that was all my mission.
0: I so. love that part of the country. I know. It's so pretty. Like you you actually well <clears throat> living in Utah now, it's I can see why people in the Rockies would like always like, you know, scoff whenever you yeah. talk about the Appalachian yeah. mountains as mountains like the uh, hills. I know. You <laughs> just got no mountains out there. Yeah definitely
1: anyway. but that i mean to that i would say well we don't have any trees <laughs> oh,
0: sure. i know that <laughs> yeah there there's it's so cool out there i yeah. love it but cool okay so you go to tennessee and then come came back
1: came back yeah so i um did one semester at uvu for uh, i was going to do criminal
0: justice so i wanted to do my major and you, you wanted to do criminal justice because that's what you needed to do to get into the academy or to go and be a cop or uh just to help I
1: would say it's just so I could get into it and get all the background and know all the things you should know. So, um, I did that and I found out quickly that school wasn't really for me. Um, and then from that point, um, I kind of just found some jobs. Like I started, there's a guy in my parents' ward that had a stone cutting business. Um, he would actually cut stone for the outside of homes and stuff like that. So I did that for about a year, um, didn't work out. Ended up going to a landscaping business. Mm-hmm. Um, they I worked there for like a year and a half doing a uh, paver patios and uh, landscape lighting and all of that stuff. Um, and then right before I started this, uh, where I was at any hour, um, I was at a fiber optics company. Um, so I did a lot of fiber optics on telephone poles, underground um a lot of running like cat six and stuff in buildings and mm. and all of that and i thought that was going to be my career for a while i thought that i was going to be in the internet stuff doing all that and ended up not working out with the company that i was at and um at that point all i really knew is that i loved working with my hands okay i loved helping people and i hated staying in one spot all mm. day <laughs> so i started talking around and so um, Spencer weekly in yep. our, in our company, he, he, were, he'd been working here for a while. And, um, I started thinking about what would be something I can always do. And I was like, HVAC, interesting. That would be really fun. So I started looking into that and how did that
0: come up? Like, like, I mean, did you see something Were you sitting at home and you were like, I'm comfortable. How does this work? Like, so, I mean, so it kind of my, my uncle's a
1: plumber in Las Vegas. Okay. And I thought about that for a little bit and then thought about being a plumber yeah. down
0: in Las Vegas, like going to work with him or being uh, one up here, just being one.
1: Okay. Yeah. And and then they said I should look into being an electrician. So I started they look, who? my uncle and his
0: and my aunt. Um. So I looked into that a little bit. <laughs> Hang on. I got to I always think that it's it's funny because this used to always happen on the jobs with me. You know, the plumbers think like, oh. The electricians have it made. Yeah. Should have been an electrician. Their job's so easy. They get all the money, like all this stuff. Meanwhile, the electricians are like, man, plumbers have it made. Yeah. <laughs> and like all the trades are always like, you know, that grass is always greener. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so they they recommended electrician. Yeah, Why did they say that?
1: Um, They said that, from what they said, and I don't know if it's true, they said that the, the industry for electrician was in Las Vegas was a lot slimmer than plumber. Mm. Um, and, and they set up here too. But, um, so I, I started to look into that a little bit and then uh, I realized you need to go to school and do all that. And then, so I can't remember exactly, I guess looking at any hour, I was like HVAC. Hmm. I started looking in that and I was like, well, actually you can just get your certifications and and get everything It's a lot quicker and you can make just as much money. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did that. And then I talked to Spencer and, and ended up doing a walkthrough with Dustin. And honestly, so my, my last company uh, doing fiber optics was very scattered brained. Like one so when I came and did my walkthrough with Dustin, I was literally blown away. Like Mm. the coolest thing ever. Like I was like, this is so perfect. Everything is set up. We can do our job. We don't have to worry about having all this on our truck. Like, At my last job, it was like, oh, we need this time to go to Home Depot. Oh, we need this time to go to Home Depot. You know what I mean? And it was like half the day is spent going and getting things when you could be doing your job. And so that was like huge. I was like, we have our own supply house. We have all these other, all these things that are just set up so we can be efficient and do our job. And the culture was a huge thing too. That totally blew me away. Like I tell, I tell a lot of my, our customers that, uh, my, one of my favorite things about any hours are win, win, win. Mm -hmm. That is totally what kind of won me over and blew me away compared to lots of other companies. Um, so we know that number one, the customer wins every time. Number two, the employee wins and number three, the company wins. And that was, those things are like, I don't know what it is, but a lot of other companies don't even care about that stuff. You know what I mean? And that's probably why they're not as successful. Um, I would say that um, a lot of other companies only care about the company winning. Right. I mean, and that's unfortunately why they can't retain customers, um, employees, really high turnover rate, all of that. And so any hour kind of totally blew me away in that aspect of knowing that they actually care about me. They want me to be here forever. And talking to my Richard, my manager about like, I honestly tell him all the time, I've never been able to say that I want to work somewhere the rest of my life hands down any hour really won me over in that
0: aspect what uh what do you think makes the difference like why do you think you couldn't see yourself working somewhere forever before like why do you say that now
1: biggest difference is going to be the company caring really i everyone will say oh yeah we care about our employees and we do this and yeah and then when it gets to it, time for a raise or time for anything when it's time to take care of the employee, uh, yeah, it's not really working out. We'll have to let you go. Or, you know what I mean? It was just like, I've done everything that you've asked me to do. And then when it gets to the point of actually progressing, it's, they just want to keep paying you the same, you know what I mean? And it's like,
0: keep paying you the same more responsibility, just doesn't work out. Mm. So, uh, So you mentioned... When you're thinking about all these different things uh, and then you thought you were like plumber in Vegas and they recommended electrical and then you thought any hour HVAC. How did any hour even hit your radar? Did you know Spencer first and you had heard about any hour through him or did you hear about any hour before that? Biggest thing, honestly, is seeing the trucks everywhere. Really? That was my biggest one. Like
1: I always grown up, I was like, always see the red trucks everywhere, you know, and so. Once I actually started thinking about it and getting into it, I was like, well, any hours everywhere, they must be the best. We are the best. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that was, that was the first thing. And then I was like, oh yeah, Spencer works there. Talk to Spencer, get my interviews. The rest is history. Did you grow up with Spencer or how did you? Yeah. Meet Spencer? So, so Spencer and his older brother, um, his older brother's one of my best friends from high school. I actually, me and my wife rent their basement apartment at Elkridge oh, right nice. now. So they, uh, really close with their family. Um, and just that's how I was like, Oh, I'm going to get in
0: through him. And then everything went awesome. So, um, you knew you wanted to work with your hands. Uh, you didn't want to sit around in one place when you were looking at, um, the trades Uh did you have to make a decision like oh new construction or service or did you know you always did you always know you wanted to go into service
1: you know I didn't really think about that very much at first once I actually got into it though um doing fiber optics we did a lot of new construction Uh because you'd have to run the internet lines inside the walls for the computers and everything and I was all right but it was not no um relationship with customer no uh being able to uh i don't know communicate and see what they want and all of that stuff and that's like one of my favorite things and you know i tell my customers all the time my ultimate goal is to make sure you're happy if you don't want to do anything and you want to do whatever that's perfectly fine that's what makes you happy if you want to do this do this like that's that's one thing that i love is being able to just help the customer with whatever they want to do mm-hmm. um I love that. I don't have to be a salesman. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that, uh, that's, and then once I actually got into homes, it's really the fun thing about HVAC is what we're looking at and working on is there. You don't have to rip a wall out or do this to get to it, you know, or some plumbing and electrical, you have to do that kind of stuff. That was one thing I really liked is it's most of the time it's all right there for you to do. Gotcha. Um have you always been a people person? um I would say so yeah uh, I would say, especially getting into high school is when I've more i I would definitely consider myself an extrovert. I really? love being really? thrown in the fire, kind you of you a class clown no, I wouldn't say that much, <laughs> but I was a definitely a talker, yeah, yep I would
0: uh, the teacher is always like. Shh, <laughs> with everybody in the class you know so you so. weren't about getting the laughs you were just about like did you think that it was like uh you just had a lot of stories to tell that were more interesting than uh sometimes whatever the teacher was talking yes yeah,
1: sometimes i i like everyone likes to make people laugh but um yeah i guess that wasn't always in my head but um I guess I would consider myself pretty funny. <laughs> I would say so. Do you, do you keep jokes on deck? Oh boy, no. I have like the lame laffy taffy ones, but that's it.
0: Those sometimes those like you know they're hilarious. Give, <laughs> give me give me okay. A how, joke. how about um? Why did the
1: golfer wear two pairs of pants? Let me think here. You got this one. I I, I think I just got it. Is it in case he gets a hole in one? Yep. There you go. Okay. <laughs> give me another one. Okay. Um. I think the only other one I have off the top of my head. Um, why did the duck cross the road? Hmm. Why
0: did the duck cross the road? Um, I don't know. Because he didn't like being called a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like if you cross the road, like you would, like people would assume like you were a
1: chicken. No, you want you. They say you won't cross the road. You won't do it.
0: You're yeah, a chicken. Yeah, but I mean the the whole premise <laughs> Anyway, I get it. Okay. Um <laughs> so you, you talked about uh school earlier and you said when you got to college you realized school wasn't for you. What kind of student were you in high school?
1: Um, I graduated
0: with a three point But I mean, did you think I don't even that's how bad a student I was, I don't even know what that means. Is that uh, good?
1: So four point oh is the best. Well, all the it's way down pretty to close. It's like, is that a B B and C, I would say B and C is Yeah. That's so I,
0: I don't know. I,
1: I did my job, but I definitely didn't really do it to the full
0: potential. I could have. (laughs) So you feel like you could have done better if you would have applied yourself. Yes.
1: But I, I'm all about having fun and I just
0: wanted to go and have fun and not have to sit
1: and do homework, you know?
0: Hey, did you work uh, in, in high school? Did you have jobs in high school? Um, yeah, I I did uh, lawn care, just like mowing lawns and stuff. Uh, like just neighbors, or did you did you try to have a business where you like printed up business cards and went and handed them out to people? So I actually worked for,
1: um, a guy in my ward back uh-huh. then. He had like a really small business. There's like four or five of us. Mm-hmm. So I worked for him, and he is the one that did all of that with business cards. And it was his company. Yep. Yeah. So we we did. I did lawns from. Uh, s- I think like uh, southern Payson all the
0: way to Mapleton, Springville. Mm-hmm. So did you get paid by the lawn or by the day, by the Ooh, hour?
1: I want I think I think it was by the lawn. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember how much. There just depending on how big it was, you'd get a set price. So.
0: Sure. Sure. So depending on how fast you could get yep. done. Did you get tips from, from people? No. Nope. No. Nope. My I won't care is a non tip <laughs> business, huh? <laughs> I guess it depends on
1: the person. So
0: depends on uh the the customer yep. whether they're a tipper or yeah yeah, yep. there's not a lot of not a lot of tippers down there, I know they're probably like, oh, we're already paying them to do the lawn so that's <laughs> what it's what people think I know it's, it's usually the the number one reason for not leaving a tip is like I already paid you, Yeah. yeah, <laughs> do you get tips now uh sometimes sometimes, yeah, um okay, so when you were when you were doing the lawn care thing, did you um Did you like it? Did you like when I was the reason I'm asking is because when I was growing up, all of the jobs that I did in high school, I kind of always felt like I was discovering the things that I didn't want to (laughs) do. Like I would do something and be like, well, that's not going to be my life. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like totally get it. And and so talk talk to me about that was one
1: thing. Yeah, definitely. I was like, yeah, this is what everybody does. That's my age. You'll go mow lawns, Uh make a little money for the summer or whatever. Um, my last job doing fiber optics, one thing I definitely knew I didn't want to do, um, which is a little bit, we actually have a whole department is excavation. Uh (laughs) I hated digging in the dirt. (laughs) That was one thing that, especially like, I remember we were doing a project on the side of two hundred and fifteen, and it was like a hundred degrees outside. And I remember we had to dig this like four foot by four foot. Uh, box because we were putting this big cement box in the ground where the fire optic lines would go into. Yep. And it was like rock-hard Utah dirt uh-huh. in the summer. You know what I mean? And it took forever, and it was so hot. And I was like, this is the worst thing ever. I w- were you, like, hand-digging this thing? Yep. What? Yep, yep. They There's certain areas where you can't have an excavator just because of, like, utilities that are around it and stuff like that. Huh. So... They're like, yep. Here's here's a shovel, and I was, it was so. By bad. yourself? No, uh, there's two of us, but it took literally, I want to say, at least five hours.
0: Wow. Well, that's that's impressive. You guys like, bang through that. Yeah. It was. It's. It was not fun. Construction's <laughs> hard work, man. It is. It's not for the I, faint of heart. Definitely, those guys have put in the hard work. So, um. All right. So, how long have you been here? At any hour? Uh, just over two years. So, way back, yeah, that's actually
1: good. It started <laughs> I just, way back in the day <laughs> no i I can't wait till I get to like the
0: the the veteran eight years and all of that stuff yeah like, and that's it's gonna be awesome that's that will be awesome um so what okay so you you go through any hour, you go through the tour did you did you look at any other uh service type companies or any trades? did you meet with any other people?
1: Um kind of. I had I would say it would be just from word of mouth mostly. Especially once I got into the job though. Mm-hmm. That's where holy cow. Black and white in some of the areas. Like there is so much detail in HVAC that has to be paid attention to, mm-hmm. especially in installation. Um, the different um adjustments you have to do to certain equipment, all of that kind of stuff. There's things that cannot be missed when you install a system. Um, And that was where I could kind of see, oh, this company installed this equipment, this one did this, and this did this. There's just, big thing that any hour really blew me away was with, uh, we actually have to pull permits and stuff to install equipment, all of that. A lot of other companies will just say, oh yeah, give me your money I'll put it in they don't pull the permits they don't bring the gas lanes up to code all that kind of stuff like that's like should be the law you know what I mean like that's the base ground you should start there and work your way up and unfortunately that's not the way it is um, with some of the cases but that's where I could kind of see the difference was going actually to homes talking with customers see the way that other people have treated them um, I, I absolutely love the this scenario and this happens to me. I've been in homes where I'm doing a tune-up on the furnace or air conditioner and um, the homeowner, I've, I've been down there like 15, 20 minutes working on the system. The homeowner comes down, they're like, is everything okay? Like, are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all good. And she, they're like, wow, you're really thorough. Thank you for doing this and thank you for, for taking the time to be really look into my system and see what's going on the last guy was literally in and out in 15 minutes Hmm. and i was like okay i
0: don't know how you can check anything (laughs) in 15 you know what i mean like i i could check the filter i know that's it you know i could could do that i could probably even do a temperature rise yeah you stick the thermometer in as long as the holes are already there you know yeah i can check a couple things (laughs) so
1: that was that was uh i was like I'm usually on a job for at least an hour, you know, uh-huh. checking everything. We want to make sure that everything's working safe how it's supposed to. And it will take that long mm. at least to do your system. So that's that was – I love when they are, people can see the difference, you know, to be able to see that we actually want to take our
0: time, make sure they're safe and happy. Mm. So. Yeah, you actually, you know, bring up a, a really good point because when I'm on the radio, uh, you know, talking to uh, people about the tune-ups and things – Uh-huh. To me, I, I guess, you know, because I've been here since 2001, you know, so like the way that we do things, maybe I just am blind to how poorly other people do it or how less thorough they are. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, when the host asks me, how long does this take? I I just, you know, hour, hour and a half, you know, depending on, uh, you know, the, the system and where it's at and yeah. difficulty to get the things. Um, and I've never, I've never thought to actually make that contrast that in some people's minds, they might not see value in maintaining their system because the guy that came out before didn't do anything oh and they got no value out of it. Totally get it. Totally get it. It's like going to get your oil changed and they don't actually change the oil. Yep.
1: There's one thing in my opinion for furnace tune up, there's... Safety-wise, one thing that is so important that needs to be checked every year is checking the heat exchangers. Mm-hmm. Heat exchangers are, for people who don't know, the way the furnace works is the flames blow into these metal plates called heat exchangers. Yep, They get super hot, and then the blower motor will suck all the cold air in your home and blow it past them. That's how it heats the air. So those metal plates, when they get really hot over the years, that metal expands and contracts. Main thing we can never, ever see on those is cracking, excessive rusting, anything like that. If we ever do see those things, the Natural Gas Association of America requires that either the heat exchanger is replaced or the furnace is replaced because the danger is what happens is inside those plates is the byproduct of natural gas burning is carbon monoxide. Mm -hmm. And that's what goes out your flue pipe. But if it's cracked, we have the risk of it leaking into your airstream. And then that's when it gets really scary. So... Number one thing, no matter what that technician should always be checking those every year when he does your tune up um, and that's what I'm saying that alone will at least take twenty five minutes half hour to get to those and look at them thoroughly mm.
0: so what uh what did the training process look like when you uh you know started because you, you were doing you were doing construction you you were in homes, you kind of knew how the homes uh you know the skeleton of them yep. were, but talk to me about uh, HVAC in that training process? So I
1: had zero, Mm -hmm. zero knowledge of any HVAC heating or cooling. And so when I started, it was like, I was like a homeowner. You know what I mean? It was bottom, bottom here. And, and, uh, they literally had to break down everything for me. Um, Corbin is one of our service techs. Now he was one of the guys that trained me. He, um, I remember we, uh, like he, I remember him telling me exactly the exact process of how everything <laughs> works on a furnace. This motor turns on and then this switch activates and then the igniter, you know what I mean? So many different, it's just all a a process and that's how the system turns on. And so that, that's kind of my base where I started was figuring out the order of operations mm-hmm. and what each part does. And then from there, how to test those parts and how they're, if they're working safely and finding out like every specific furnace has a required temperature readings they can never be above. So all that testing temperatures, making sure airflow is good, vents are open, all that kind of stuff. Um, And that's how it kind of just started just little by little by little. So many questions. That's I, I've actually had the opportunity to have a few guys ride with me and I train them. And my favorite guys to train are the ones that ask questions because I remember when I was being trained, if I didn't ask questions, I would have been nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so the ones that don't ask a lot of questions, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to train you. You know what I mean? Like, just ask me and we'll, then we can break it down. It's just like, kind of like a customer. If the customer's right there uh, going through everything with me, I have the opportunity to teach them a little bit and then it makes a lot more sense to them. So that's kind of how it happened with me is um, just little by little, little things would come up and. And honestly, the one thing that I really love about this job too, is I'm still learning. There's a lot of things that I'm still learning. I mean, I've only been doing it for two years, two years. (laughs) So way back when you started back in the day. I know. And I I definitely have grown leaps and bounds from that point, but there's so much that you can always learn. And so I still call my managers, say, how does this, what's this, you know, and that's what I love too, is always been able to grow and learn about things. It's
0: always a continuous process. So Hmm with the certifications, uh, cause I know there's quite a few certifications. Um, I mean, just for the gas, you know, the RMGA, that's a yes. several night it is. class for, you know, a while that you go through just to get that certification. Um, how are there, I mean, are there technicians out there n- not with us? Cause I know that's something that we, we do, but like, are there technicians out there that don't uh, have those kinds of certifications? I would say probably. Tell tell me like what how important um, to your training and understanding. Uh, you know, are those certifications like? What did you get out of those? Like, how much better of a technician are you for like having gone through that certification process? Go, going
1: through those, um, it's just like school, honestly. Like going to college, that the but it's a lot shorter. Those things that they teach you totally make everything else make a lot more sense. Like in the RMGA, they talk about, um, how to size the flue pipes, how to size the, uh, gas lines going to certain equipment according to whatever BTU output a furnace or a water heater or any gas equipment has, you have to have a certain size gas line to it. So you have to size that properly. Also, um, combustion air that's the fresh air inlet that comes to the room so that the fire can breathe properly all of those kind of things totally make sense of how to do the equations a lot better like I didn't really understand that stuff until I figured that out Mm -hmm. Um, that's one thing that does get scary I would say if you don't know what you're doing and you're installing a new equipment for a homeowner and not just maintaining one that's already there you need to know that kind of stuff because it's It can be very dangerous if those things aren't installed properly. And unfortunately, I have been in quite a few situations where I've been to homes where somebody installed a piece of equipment and it wasn't installed properly and it was very dangerous working at that point. It was working in their home, and that's where it gets kind of hard to convey to the customer, hey, not trying to sell you anything here. This is just not safe. It needs to be fixed so it's this way. Gas line's not up to code, something like that. Should have been done when it was installed, but unfortunately they didn't do it. Um, so that kind of stuff was, uh, the big uh, difference maker, I'd say for the certifications is being able to find out the way things need to be done to be safe. Um, and then, um, just kind of being able to, um, follow that process when we're actually working. Hmm. So,
0: um, what, what's one of the like when, when you're going out and maintaining these systems, what's one of the most dramatic transformations you've seen in the way a furnace or air conditioner was working when you got there compared to, uh, you know, after you had performed just the, you know, the tune-up that they called you out there for.
1: Um, I have a good example, I think off the top of my head. So I was doing an air conditioner tune-up. Um, I want to say it was last year. The, uh, so air conditioners, they have two parts of them, an inside portion and an outside portion. That's one thing a lot of people don't know. Right off the bat, they just think the outside unit is what it does. It's true. So we have two portions. The inside part sits right on top of the furnace. It kind of looks like a radiator. On a mm-hmm. car, it sits like an A-frame usually. Um, the unit outside pumps refrigerant to that coil, and then, then it runs through the coil. And then the, the motor on the furnace, the blower, will suck the hot air and blow it through those coils. And that's where the refrigerant strips the heat from the air. So airflow is so, so important with air conditioning. Um, One thing to everybody, if you ever notice ice on your air conditioner, it's really, really bad. Never should be happening. Um, There's a few things that could be happening if you do notice that. Um, Dirty filters. Um, If dust and gunk has ever gotten past the filter... And gone and get stuck and compacted inside those coils on the inside part that's really bad that'll cause like an airflow restriction meaning the blower can't push air through the coil quick enough and then if that refrigerant doesn't have enough heat going past it it gets super super cold and then that's when ice forms um and with that as well if you go to the outside part um that has to be perfectly clean too so number one enemy of an air conditioner is cottonwood trees. Mm. <laughs> they are uh, super bad. Cause what happens is that fan motor on top of the AC, it sucks all the hot air in the sides of the unit and blows it out the top. And the refrigerant is running around the outside of it. So if we don't have enough air going through the side of it, that's another thing that'll cause your AC to not work or how it should. So, um, I remember going to a house that, uh, AC was working. They felt like it was on all day. Um, so I went down and I just found that that coil was like completely compacted with dog hair. The evaporator hair. coil inside. Yeah, the inside part, the little A-frame. It was just super compacted with dust and dog hair and all this stuff. And and then I went to the outside part and we had the cotton too. And I was like holy cow. Like, And the unit, I want to say, was like 8 years old. So it wasn't super old. Um, ACs usually go around 12 ish Um So we still had some life left in it. And so at that point, I was like presented to the customer, okay, hey, this is what's going on. They decided to go ahead with the work and have me clean the whole system and then go from that point and test the refrigerant. So I cleaned everything before the – so every AC, when the AC is running, um, we need to have – it's called a temperature split, um, mm-hmm. the temperature between the air blowing out of the vents and the temperature coming into the vents. The two, t- Those two temperatures we need to see usually between 18 to 21, 22 degrees of a temperature difference mm-hmm. between them. If they're ever too low, so like 12 or 32, like way big differences, there's big issues somewhere. Um, This one was running way too cold. Um, It was like way up there, like 32, 35. And there was ice starting to form on the inside part of the unit. So um, I cleaned those coils, cleaned everything perfect. Unit literally had the perfect 20-degree split, Mm -hmm. how it was supposed to. And the only reason it wasn't working right is because it was super dirty, and that was one thing that the customer i would I would hope after I left they are like, "Wow, this works a lot better. You know what I mean after they actually felt it for a while um, but because it was before it just wasn't cooling how it mm-hmm. was supposed to mm-hmm.
0: so that's pretty cool and uh, I mean after you do those, like i'm assuming those are the things that like kind of give you some job satisfaction absolutely like I I've, love it you know when, when we make the the videos for our uh you know youtube channel mm-hmm. like i i've gone through and i did a video cleaning the evaporator coil and a video cleaning uh you know the condensing coil outside uh-huh. and both of them the condensing coil outside was was less fun for me than the inside yeah. uh, coil but you know those things People, well, one, people don't realize the the negative effects that that, you know, lack of airflow has. Absolutely. But, you know, when, as I'm going through and doing these types of things, and one thing that I hope that people get from the videos is that like, yeah, if you know what you're doing and you have the tools, all you, like that's, that's what you need to do it. And that's what most homeowners don't have. But just because you're bringing someone out to your home to do it, doesn't mean that it's easy to do it. Like it, it's difficult to go through and do those things. And that, that time that you put in learning what you're doing and knowing and having the investment that you make Absolutely. in the tools, you know, like, yes. you know, some of the videos I'm like, I'm like, Hey, as long as you have a meter, that'll test this, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that like, huh, that's a $250 meter. Exactly. <laughs> and like, Oh, well, if you have this meter, you can do these things. But like, you know hey for 99 bucks somebody can come out and and tune up your furnace Do a you lot all. of times you can get a discount on on that particular thing so yeah. at, at what point you know is is it is it worth it and so anyway i just i have a lot of respect for all of the different trades as i'm you know doing these different things because i being uh, i got my start as an electrician you mm-hmm. know by trade and so as i'm going through and doing plumbing how-tos and hvac how-tos i'm doing them from the perspective of you know i would say you know the above average homeowner just because i've done so many different types of things but i really am that average homeowner that like might know a little bit but like i know enough that if i didn't have you guys as a resource to go and like talk to and be like hey what am i doing here Uh, you know to ask over and over again i can't tell you how many times i've sat down with richard and been like okay wait, temperature split is what? Yeah. And, and it's, <laughs> once you know how to do it and you know what you're doing, like, oh, it's super simple. And it's a really easy, that's one of my favorite things. Like, hey, you want to know if your system's working the way it should? If you can identify the return and the supply and you've got a digital read thermometer, you can probably get a pretty good gauge. And, you know, if you're 18 to 22 degrees, you're probably okay. If you're outside of that, call somebody because yeah. there's something going on. Exactly. And so, anyway, so I I, I love that, uh, you know, you you obviously still have, Passion and excitement for learning Definitely. the trade, and, and what I've what I've noticed is that regardless of how long you've been in the trade, like there's always you know more things that you can that you can learn and, and absolutely and do there. Um, so you thought when you did the tour with Dustin at any hour, and you were like blown away. Oh, win, win, win! It seems they have their stuff together. What now that you've been here for? I mean, almost forever, you know, that two years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, what, how is it, is it the, how is it different? Is it like what you thought it would be? Like the honeymoon period obviously is over. Now you're in it. Like, talk to me about how, how it is, uh, here compared to what you thought it was going to be.
1: Um, honestly, I guess I would say I'm still in the honeymoon. <laughs> I, that's one thing that still really, love it, huh? yes, it, it, um, so our owners, um, Wyatt and uh, Jeremy are very, very good at setting a fire under us. I guess you could say that's like, whenever they come and speak to us, it's like, Oh, I want to go out and have work. You know what I mean? Like it's super exciting because they have so much passion and enthusiasm for what we're doing. You don't see that all the time. You know what I mean? Like the owners at the last company, as I was at with certain things, like, they don't care. All they care about is making their money. And that's not the way they are here. Like they will consistently. We have trainings every week. Like once a week at least we're going to come and we're going to learn more what we need to do. Other companies are like going to your job. They don't they don't care about doing all that kind of stuff and checking on you and doing all that kind of stuff and that's what's kind of it's always consistently set. Um yeah, I have down days every once in a while, but everyone does. But you, you remember what the ultimate goal is and what you're here to do. And when you go to houses and for instance, I was out one other day, um, that was, the furnace was, uh, like 18, 19 years old and it was not working safely. Um, it had a lot of big cracks in those metal plates we were talking about and the, the, uh. The homeowner, an old lady, she uh, she's like, yeah, the last a uh, little bit ago, I was getting headaches, nausea, all the symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, I could have literally just saved this life, this lady's life. Like, that's when you see those scary stories on the news where people go to sleep and don't wake up. Like, that's the big difference maker. Like that kind of stuff is like, man, I love my job, and I think. I don't know if you can kind of relate this to being a police officer. Like there's a lot of things that originally why I wanted to be a police officer is because I can help people. And uh, I'm not staying in one spot all the time. I'm, I have a dispatcher. We have dispatchers. There's it's really cool. There's a lot of things that it can be similar. I would say to that is I'm always going somewhere. I'm getting called to do things and help people. And so that's just like instances like that is where, It's always kind of rejuvenating to be like, man, I love my job. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's where I would say I'm, I don't, I honestly personally don't know if I'll ever be out of the honeymoon stage because it just always gets better Mm. every, every year, every day. It's like, Oh, awesome. Here's a brand new person I'm going to meet that I've never even met before, but I'm going to be their friend. It's so awesome being able to meet new people and make friends and help them make sure they're happy and warm, comfortable, all of that.
0: If you had to drill down like one thing that's your favorite thing about being at any hour, could you like drill it down to like, what's your favorite thing? Um, man,
1: I kind of, there's so many things I, I would probably say, um, being the difference maker of those customers that really appreciate us and know that what we do is essential and needed and they're happy and they're nice and they want to be our friend. We are the same way. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, there's so many other technicians. So we get a bad rep sometimes from a lot of other guys who just want to sell you something and just want to make their check. They just want to do this. That's not the way we are at any hour. Like if that is ever an experience that you have with any hour, I would hope that you call the office and that will be taken care of because it's not supposed to ever be that way. Mm. Um, That's, that's the big thing. I would say it's just being able to go and I've, I've I've been in scenarios where people have obviously had some really sour experiences with service companies and the, I walk in and I'm starting to introduce myself and they're like, just so you know, right off the bat, I don't want to buy anything. You're, I don't want you to just upsell me and I'm not going to buy anything. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, okay, hold on. That's perfectly fine. My my job...
0: Who, who hurt you?
1: I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, my job is to make sure you're happy. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to go over everything, tell you exactly how it's working. If you don't want to do anything, that's perfectly fine. It's your home. You're the one that lives here. Um, So that's the big difference. And at that point, they're like, what? you don't, you're not going to make me do something. No, like, I don't care. It's I don't live here. <laughs> it's not my house. And, and that's where they're like, wow, like, that's really the difference is if you can just show people that you actually care about them and you're not there to try to force them to buy something.
0: That's, that's honestly, I think why any is so successful. Mm. I, I, I love that. Um, and people always think that I'm being, uh, You know, disingenuous when I'm on the radio, and you know, if I'm talking about you know tune-ups and I'm offering a tune-up special, and the you know, when the host is like, "Hey, what's the deal?" and I I stop him and I'm be like, "Well, let me let me just say this first. I don't actually care if you call any hour to get this done. If you've got a relationship with an HVAC company and they've been taking care of your furnace and you like them, call them. They could use the work. Definitely. You know, if you don't know someone, like, hey you know, give us a shot and yeah, I'll save you some money too type of thing. And so I I think that people think that that's just talk, you know, they think it's a, Oh, he's just trying to trick me. It's like a, you know, type of thing. But like, I, Hey, I know we we got lots of calls and there's lots of, you know, people out there that, that, you know, we want to help as many people as possible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to steal anybody's girlfriend. Yep. (laughs) exactly. So anyway, um, Uh, Two more questions and then we'll, we'll start to wrap up. Um, Challenges being an HVAC technician. What's the most challenging part of being an HVAC technician? Ooh.
1: First thing that comes to my mind um, is I would say definitely uh, dealing with those people that have been, Uh, wronged or any by another company another technician um it's it, it like anybody nobody likes to be mistreated or treated rudely um it's really hard to go into somebody's house and you just get the vibe the whole time they just don't really want you to be there you know what i mean like in that instance i'm like why did you call me you know what i mean like I just want to make sure you're happy. Like honestly, genuinely, it's it, the hardest thing is just being able. Sometimes some people just had a bad day or something, and they just aren't don't treat you very nicely. That's probably the hardest thing is um, when people uh, aren't very kind in the situations they are in. And I get it. There's it's not fun to have to repair your home. It's the worst part about being a homeowner. And that's why we try to make it as easy as possible and save you the most money and all that kind of stuff. That's definitely the hardest one is just when customers are not kind to us. Mm Um, I would say another hard one, um, and this one's, this one's hard, but it's fun, um, is when something's going on in a unit and I not, I can't figure it out. That's where it gets hard. Sometimes it's, the awesome thing about any hour though, is I have managers that I call, can call that have years of experience and they are, they know what's going on. And from there they help me um, and they help me learn and grow. And then I get better and then I can help my other technicians get better. And we just all want to help each other. I would say those are probably the top two hardest ones for me, but definitely just, I would, I would definitely say I'm, I'm a bit, like I said, I, I, an extrovert I love to talk to people and, um, like I said, I, I love to get to a home and that they're not happy to get there. And then I leave and they're very happy. That's Mm -hmm. my favorite thing.
0: Do you feel like you made the right decision going into the trade? You were obviously at a crossroads, you know, at some point trying to figure out what am I going to do career wise? Um, looking back way back (laughs) two years ago, when (laughs) when you made this decision, uh, do you, are you reinforced that? Like this is definitely the, the right decision or like uh, w- how do you feel about the decision now to go into the trades? Um, almost every day. I'm that's
1: reinforced that I absolutely want to be here forever. There's the whole time I've been here. I honestly can't think of any instance where I'm like, do I really want to do this the rest of my life? I I've my the way I was raised is um when I do something and I commit to it, I'm not a quitter and I'm just going to do it forever and um find the positive see what i need to do any hour makes it so easy to do that literally like there's just so so much positive and so many things that are going on um that it's you have to be a pretty negative person to try to you know what i mean Oh, it sucks for this and this and that's one thing i really love about any hour 2 i was going to mention is there's so we have how many employees do we have like two 30 something
0: it is like i don't know it's like around it's, 300 I know when we do the company parties there's a lot like yes yeah, so I 250 to 300 somewhere yeah
1: every every uh technician that I am friends with in my my department we don't get a lot of interaction with the other guys but everybody from any hour that I've ever talked to most of the time at other companies you will be like, yeah you find employees there's it's a job it is what it is I have to go to work everyone at any hour that I know is like this place is awesome. They're so cool. They treat their customers how they're supposed to. They treat us like they actually care about us. And that that's like unheard of. You know what I mean? I i don't know anywhere that you can have everybody like on the same page and happy. There's always just someone that's a downer. I think it goes back to our hi- hiring process, honestly. Like they say one, one in 20 guys that we interview gets hired. Mm-hmm. And... Jeremy and Wyatt are so specific on how that technician needs to be. They're not going to just hire anybody off the street because we don't want any ever to get any of those instances that we're talking about with a technician and a negative experience in a customer's home. Um, so that's why that I think is so thorough.
0: I'm always amazed at like how many, I mean just tens of thousands of visits that we do a year. Like, I mean, over 60,000 visits that we're making, interacting with, with homeowners uh, every year. And how few, like the, 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 just how few those instances are where a negative review gets sent. Mm -hmm. Like so few that like we jump on it immediately. And it's like, there's an email is sent to about five or six different people who are like, What what just happened? Why did this happen? Where did the breakdown in the system occur? Let's get it corrected. Let's get that person happy. And then let's dig in and find out. Was that on us? Was that expectations that were off? How do we, you know, improve? And so, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to to get better as well. And so that, that journey that you guys are on trying to improve your craft and what you're doing, we're trying to improve our craft and get better as well. Yeah. And all of that energy invested in that is is awesome. So um, somebody that's thinking of getting into the trades, what would you say to them? Honestly, um
1: I would tell them I love it, and it's been great for me. Um, I would definitely tell them that it's work. It's not sitting around at, like at a desk. You mm-hmm. are going to be in an attic in a crawl space. You're doing all these things that aren't the funnest sometimes, but it's part of the career. It's part of someone needs to do it mm-hmm. so that people can be comfortable in their homes. Um, I would, I would definitely tell them that first and then make sure that they have a drive to help people. Customer service—that's all you do every day. <laughs> like, if you don't like that and you're not very good at that, it's probably not a good road for you. You—you you definitely need to um, have that love for helping people and not being a salesman. You know what I mean? Especially at any hour, you want to—you just want to make sure they're happy. So that's what I would say to anyone trying to get into it: uh, make sure you have those aspects, and then—and then you love working with your hands, and you always want to grow and get better.
0: How big? of a deal is it that you um like the company that you choose to like work for how how much of a difference do you think that plays in uh you know like do you think that if you were somewhere else that HVAC would have the same like appeal to you honestly
1: if it is anything like
0: my previous companies no absolutely not so I the think company be, you work for can really like enhance or devalue uh, what you're doing. And as far as like your experience, with I would that. absolutely say so. I think that's with any career, hmm.
1: um, anywhere you go, if you don't feel valued, if you don't feel like they care about you, why would you want to invest your life and so much of your time to help them grow and make more money? You definitely need to be somewhere that you see that they value you and that they want you there forever. I, I I'm sure there's great companies out there that are like that. My experience, at Any hours is the only one that has treated me that way. Um, but I'm sure there's lots of them. Um, mm-hmm. I would hope so,
0: at least. Sure. Well, Keaton, this has been awesome. Yeah, thank you. You got any uh final thoughts or word like shout outs you want to like? Ooh, shout out to my wife, Chanel. I love her. <laughs> uh, that should be it. I think. Okay. So everyone that comes on the show, we end with a segment that uh, we, we call don't judge me. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to give you a series of either or options. Okay. You're going to choose one. Don't worry about overthinking it. Okay. Like you just, just say, you know, whatever first knee jerk response that you get, no one's going to judge you because we tell them <laughs> up front. Hey, don't judge me okay so all right you ready for this yes let's go all right spicy or mild spicy water or soda soda country or pop oh country all day cats or dogs dogs summer or winter winter sweet or salty sweet football or basketball football day Indoor or outdoor? Outdoor. TV or movies? Uh, movies. Jim and Pam or Dwight and Angela? Jim and Pam. Okay. Uh, the Bachelor or the Bachelorette? Bachelor. <laughs> Bath or shower? Shower. Pedicure or manicure? Jeez, I don't know. Pedicure? <laughs> Do you know what a pedicure is?
1: I I know their fingernails and toes. I don't know which one's <laughs> what. <was. laughs> okay. Well.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, flowers or chocolate? Chocolate. Pizza or burgers? <sighs> pizza. Does pineapple have any business being on pizza? Absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for being here. It's been a great conversation. Really enjoyed talking to you. That's the show, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back on Tuesday with a new episode of In the House. If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House.